Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. I'd like to welcome everyone to Spirit and Life International Ministry, where we are building believers according to their true identity and purpose in Christ. I'd like to welcome you to our midweek Bible teaching. We'll be continuing on the subject that we started for some time. I remember when we started the year, God gave me the revelation of teaching, and we, we, we are still in the vein of that teaching on the idea of God, that kingdom come. But we have got to this subject of destroying ignorance. And that has been really, really good. It has really been blessing me as God been ministering in me by way of his spirit with the revelation that he's been revealing concerning this topic. This subject is very, very vital to the body of Christ because we have been operating so wrong, but yet thinking in our minds that it's so right. It's nothing like being rightfully wrong. Educationally ignorant. Amen. But what God is putting in my spirit is to hatch out the ignorance by way of giving you the truth of the word. Amen. God gave me a vision of this. If I could teach you truth through the word that shows you you like you never knew you then you need to come to know yourself like you never knew yourself before. But knowing you like you never knew yourself before doesn't stop that there. But you need to start operating concerning the new you that you've just discovered. Amen. We understood that ignorance was twofold. It either you it's not knowing or knowing and not applying. So if you come to know a new you that you never knew before but you choose to operate like the old you that makes self-ignorance in you the biggest destroyer of you. Amen. But what God has been giving me in this subject is so amazing. Amen. So amazing. And, and I'm going to take my time and teach it. I don't know how long, how far the Spirit of God is leading me with it. But I'm going to take my time and do it. Amen. And I've been caught in the flow and, 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 and caught in something that God had me teaching on tonight that I was teaching according to what I saw. Amen. Amen. Not according to what He revealed. But from this point on, I will be obedient. I had to repent myself and begin to teach according to what God revealed, according to the vision, according to the purpose of this ministry, regardless of what I see. Regardless of what I see. Amen. But I'm going to go on. We're going to continue on. We're speaking on the subject of destroying ignorance. Destroying ignorance. And, and, and our subtitle for tonight is Living from an Unseen Reality. Living from an Unseen Reality. 
How many of us believe in the unseen realm? Ask that question again. How many of us believe in the unseen realm? I see, but I don't hear. Words move this kingdom. How many of you believe in the unseen realm? Try it again. Words move this kingdom. What you release becomes a reality. How many of you believe in the unseen realm? You nod your head, one raise your hand, one man releases a word. Words move this kingdom. Have I been teaching this long? And you let it's not being applied. But I'm going to keep teaching. But if I ask you how many of you believe in the unseen realm, say amen. I do. Glory to God. I do. Amen. Words move this kingdom. Because you can believe all you want in your heart, but if you don't confess and say, it won't become a reality to you. Words move this king. You are a word being. You are a product of the word. Is what when you want something, you have to see in order to receive. Because that's how God operates. He said something, and then things came to pass. Amen. I don't ask questions for you to nod your head. Respond back to me. This is the church as usual. Amen. But we believe in the unseen realm. Amen. Amen. But tell me, is the unseen realm a reality to you? Amen. Is it a reality to you? Are you willing to step out on what you don't see against what you do see, believing what you don't see and begin to be the thing that you do see? What you say you believe in. Amen. See, the things of the world or the natural realm are not designed to lead you or show you your identity and purpose. I repeat that. The things of the world or the natural realm are not designed to lead you or show you your identity and purpose. Amen. But yet, when we want to decide what we want to do or where we should go, we don't go to the unseen. We go where we normally see. But we believe in an unseen realm. But this is the thing I want to prove or hatch out to you. You were created in the image and likeness of an unseen God who is spirit. Created you as an unseen being who is spirit. But you trust in seen things to identify your unseen reality. Amen. See, you forfeit your position and operation in the body of Christ. When you live from the realm of the senses. You forfeit your position and operation in the body of Christ. When you live from the realm of the senses. 
Nothing in the natural can define you. Amen. Nothing in the natural can define you. I'm going to tell you why. You don't have to turn to the scripture. But when God was in the created stage of creation, Genesis 1, he created everything. Cattle, animals, fish, trees, everything, grass. It spoke to him once and it came everything. Amen. But when he formed man of the dust of the ground and took the man he created when he created everything and put that man in a physical body and put that before he placed that man Amen. We get this right. Before he allowed this man to do anything I'm going to say that again. That he took the man and brought the animals to him. Amen. Amen. God created him, but he brought it to the man to see what the man would call him. Amen. And the name the man said was exactly what it was. Amen. What God was doing was this. He was saying, okay, if this man is everything that I created him to be. If he's in my image and after my likeness, then if I created it in the spirit, he should know what it is in the nature. See, God gave everything its created spiritual identity. Adam gave it its manifested natural identity. So, if Adam identified everything that's in the natural, then that means that Adam can't go to the natural to get his own identity. Because he gave it what it is. So why do we look for the world to give us what we need when what we need is already given to us in the unseen? See, it was Adam's unseen knowledge. It was Adam's unseen wisdom. It was Adam's unseen education that gave him the ability to identify everything that came to him in the physical. Because everything that is seen came from what was unseen. But yet we operate backwards but claim we believe in an unseen reality. Amen. Living from an unseen reality. Amen. Amen. See, we have to come to a point where the unseen realm becomes our reality and begin to live from that reality. We have to come to that point. See, I'm going to show it to you from Jesus. Two of the most profound statements Jesus made during his earthly ministry came from John 6 and 38. And John 4, 31 through 34. Mm-hmm. And we're going to turn to John 6 and 38 now. You get that? Let me hear you say, I got it. Jared got it.
Amen. Jesus said, Jesus said, for I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Repeat that. It says, for I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. This is what Jesus was saying in this scripture. He said, I came from an unseen place to a physical place. Not to do what I want, but to, but to fulfill the assignment of the one that sent me. So I'm not on a physical, natural assignment. I am on an unseen heavenly assignment. So I can't get caught up in what's going on in the place where I'm sick. My mind and my reality have to be focused on the place I came down from. Jesus' focus was always the unseen. Never the seen. Even though he was on the scene rim. His reality and operation always came from an unseen perspective. Amen. 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 See, our problem, we get too caught up in what's going on where we at. Amen. So we can't fulfill the assignment of the one who sent us from the place where we're from. Amen. 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 See, we we are more fact oriented oriented than truth oriented. See, we like to prove points rather than live by truth. We rather want to know what's right or wrong than live by truth. But see, that's the fruit. Of the wrong tree. That's the fruit of the wrong tree. See, want to know what's right or wrong, want to know what's good or bad, was the fruit from the tree of knowledge and evil. Amen. But over in the tree of life, knowledge, all the thing in that was to know God and the life that God gave us. So for us to live. Fact oriented, other than truth oriented, showing that we're living from the wrong perspective according to the wrong man. Amen. According to the wrong man. See, heaven is our residence, but earth is our side. See, my pastor made a statement the other day on social media. He said, Earth is not my home, it's my assignment. I can't afford to get comfortable because if I get comfortable, I will confirm. Amen. 
the thing is, we have got so comfortable with earthly affairs to we live worldly, naturally. But when the word comes, it seems foreign to us. It's a struggle to do what the word say, but it's so comfortable to do what the world and everybody else is doing. Because we have conformed and became comfortable with it. See, that's why in Romans 12 and 2 it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Man. Your mind is not supposed to be like the world's mind. It says not to fashion yourself after the world. That's another word for conform. Don't operate like the world operates. But the only thing that can stop you from operating like the world operates is to, to, to renew your thinking from a whole other rift. See, if you begin to think like the place you're at, and don't retrain yourself to think like the place you come from, you'll continue to act like everybody else at. But I don't know if you, when Jesus was in the earth, he stood out from day one. They knew something was different about him. They used to say that. Wind and the water will be here. We've seen strange things today. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Because even though he was in the earth, he didn't operate like those who were in the earth. Yeah. Jesus was on an unseen assignment for his father. Amen. Amen. See, Jesus never got caught up with what was going on. Jesus was the first ambassador of God in the earth. Yes. Amen. He never got caught up with things in the natural. Yes. Never got caught up in the things of the natural. Turn with me, John 4 and 31. John 4, 31. You get that? Let me hear you say, I got it. Amen. In the reach. Now, I'm going to bring you up to speed. This was after Jesus met the Samaritan woman at the well. He revealed to her everything about her. She, he told her the truth about himself and she ran off to tell her whole sinner to save them and bring them to Christ. And who said women can't, shouldn't preach? Amen. This woman went one of whole city to Christ. She proclaimed the good news of Christ. And our whole city came back to believe. Amen. Amen. Even though they had to see for themselves, then they believed what she said. Because they were operating backwards because Jesus had not yet died for them to receive what we have now. Amen. But to go on to this point. So Jesus is at the well. And at the time he was left by his disciples, they went to get some food. And that's when he met the woman at the well and then did the thing we just talked about. Amen. Amen. But verse 31 it says, In the meanwhile, his disciple prayed to him, saying, Master, eat. Look what Jesus said. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. So they get confused. Now they say, What are you talking about? I know we just left him to go get some food. And look what they say in 33. They said, Therefore said the disciples one to another, Had any man brought him out to eat? Look what Jesus said. 
Jesus said unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Jesus did not then hunger on the fact that he needed to eat get him off course of what his assignment was and why he was sick. Natural difficulties never stopped him from believing and operating from his unseen reality. He was an ambassador. Amen. See, most of us are lose focus the minute our stomach starts growing. Amen. We could be doing something, but we get hungry, we lose track. What are we doing? See, that's why many of us can pray, but we can't fast. Because our natural bodies control us more than our spiritual reality of who we really are. See, we can't put aside what our body desires for the nourishment of food in order to pray and receive from the unseen what our, 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 our spirit man needs to nourish itself and, and to build itself up spiritually through the word. Amen. Fasting is difficult. Jesus' mind wasn't on food. But the disciples said, man, we got to get something to eat. They ran to get food. What he did, he, he said, I'll get and save this one woman to go off and win a whole city to Christ. Man. And they come back still talking about food. He said, I got meat to eat you. No, no, no. They trying to beg to eat. Amen. Man. The same way Jesus like, I went 40 days without you. Amen. The minute I received the Spirit of God and the heavens part of the God identified me as his, his, his beloved son who he's well pleased. I was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to, to, to fast for 40 days without eating. And the minute I finished, the enemy came to me with trickery. If you're the son of God, turn this stone into bread. But I was on an unseen mission. When he was talking about in the neck and trying to twist the word, I couldn't fall for it because I knew I was sent on an unseen doing. Amen. As ambassador to represent my father in the earth. Amen. So him twisting the word, using my natural situation to trick me, could not work because my mind was focused on what was not seen. Not the fact that I was hungry and hadn't eaten for part of the day. So me, not eating for a little while, Ain't gonna move me because I'm so focused on the unseen reality. Amen. Amen. Jesus was the first ambassador for God in the earth. Amen. Amen. Now, an ambassador is the highest ranking person who represents his or her government while living in another country. An ambassador. Is the highest ranking person who represents his or her government, his or her own government, while living in another country. Amen. So Jesus was the first ambassador of God in the earth. He was representing the unseen country of heaven while he was living in the earth. Now I'll give you three facts about an ambassador. There are many more. But these three stood out to me. One, an ambassador is the direct reflection of the king and the kingdom. An ambassador is the direct reflection of the king and the kingdom. See, 
as Jesus was an ambassador for God in the earth, he was representing the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Amen. So he was a direct reflection of the king, who is God, and the kingdom, which is the territory of heaven, while he was in the earth. Jesus made statements in scripture. If you see, surely you see someone healed by the finger of God that the kingdom of heaven has come upon you. Jesus was the one doing the healing, so he said, Now, my country is on the scene, even though I'm just a person representing it. Because I am here, it's just like the whole country is here. Amen. Because I represent its culture. I represent its moral. I represent its character. I represent its standard. I represent everything that it is. It's all on the scene because I'm on the scene. Amen. Amen. While Jesus was in the earth, he was a direct reflection of the king. Amen. Amen. That's why he was bold enough to say in John 14 and 9, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Amen. He said, I represent him and the, and, the, and the territory of heaven while I'm here living in the earth. Man. Amen. Tell me this. Who can look at you and know what you represent while you're here in the earth? Man. See, the same way people were able to look at Jesus and see God, the same way people are, should be able to look at you and see Jesus. Amen. 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 The same way people were able to look at Jesus and see the territory of heaven, the same way people should be able to look at you and see the kingdom of God in you. Amen. Or when Luke speaks of the kingdom of God, he told them not to look in the natural for the kingdom of God. Don't look lower here and lower there for the kingdom, but the kingdom of God is within you. Amen. See, it's time out now for us to make the invisible kingdom in us become the visible kingdom around us. Amen. Amen. Jesus was the first ambassador in the earth. Yes. Amen. Amen. Second point about an ambassador. An ambassador isn't subject to the conditions or circumstances of the place where they are sent to serve. An ambassador isn't subject to the conditions or circumstances of the place where they are sent to serve. Just because you're in here, you're not subject to what is going on in here. You're sent on a royal diplomatic assignment for your king. I always give the example of, of Hillary Clinton. When she was the Secretary of State over here in the United States, she was the Secretary of State. But when she travels out of the country to the other places, when she's sitting with the UN nation, she represents the whole United States. That means she represents our characters, our, our moral. She, she, know, she, she can't do what she wants. She had to do what she was in office. She had to do whatever the will of the President Obama. Amen. But she represented the whole United States. But when she was president, it was like he was president. He was sending her with his agenda for the country. Amen. You see, she was an ambassador. But this is the thing. When she was over in the other countries, she wasn't subject to what was going on in those countries. She was sent on assignment. She wasn't subject to the conditions of the country she was in. 
So she was sent to a country that was a third world country, and that country was starving without food. She don't get there starving be without food like everybody in the country, even though that's not a good thing. She's not subject to those conditions because she's not sent there to be conformed to what they're doing. She's sent there on an agenda of the one she's sent to represent. Amen. Amen. So long as she is on in the U.S. Embassy, in the embassy hotel, in the embassy parameters, in the jurisdiction of the embassy, she's taken care of by the country she was sent to represent. The United States can't send her nowhere and not feed her. They can't send her nowhere and not take care of her. They can't send her nowhere and let her go strive to, to do what she needs to do on her own and, and look, just go handle whatever it is going on and take care. She can't go do what she want to do. Nor be subject to what's going on in the place where she's from. Amen. Amen. But this is the thing. Why do we, as representatives of Christ, get here in the world and take on the conditions and the standards of the world? Amen. This is how it is. Everybody here live by minimum wage, so we don't live by minimum wage. But God destroyed poverty along when He destroyed the curse. Amen. So if poverty is going on in the earth, that don't mean I have to be involved in it. Because I represent a whole nother kingdom. And remember, an ambassador is, a, is an ambassador is a direct reflection of the king and the kingdom. So if I'm sitting here living in poverty and claiming I represent God, that making it look like God broke and heaven is broke. That's a no no. Amen. Jesus didn't operate like that. Amen. Third fact about an ambassador. An ambassador relays the will of the king. An ambassador can't go over to another place and just start saying what it wants. When Hillary one of those other countries, she can't go saying what's on her mind and what she thinks or what her opinion is. She has to relate the will of the one who sent her. Amen. She can't go on her own agenda. She can't go with what she thinks. She can't have her own opinion. She's here to represent a whole nother government. Regardless if she agrees with it, she still has to relate. See, we only want to relate the part of God's will that we agree or what we believe on. We don't want to give the full gospel. Amen. See, Jesus didn't operate like that as the first ambassador of God in the earth. That's why over in John 12 and 49, he'll say something like this, my words are not my own, but the words of him that sent me. Amen. That's why he can say over in John 7 and 16 in the Amplified, he said, these teachings are not my own, but the teachings of the one who sent me. But in the King James, he said it like this, this doctrine this is not my own. This is the doctrine of the one who sent me. Because he could say what he won't say. He was here representing his father. Amen. It was in him to do his will. He could do what he wanted to do. Amen. But see, we get here earth. Want to do what we want. Say what we want to say. Take a piece of God where it mix it with what we know and put it together, make it sound good, and give that to people. Amen. But that's not the will of the Father. But yet we want to say we represent Him. 
But we're not living from an unseen reality. Everything Jesus did was an unseen reality. He was representing an unseen place in a seen place. And many of the unseen place, many of the seen place to and bow down to the unseen reality. Because he understood that everything here came from what was up there. to show you how one that was created with dominion supposed to operate here in this realm. That's why when I spoke to sickness, it left. That's why when I spoke to demons, they were cast out. That's why when I spoke to death, life came. Because I live from an unseen reality now if I live according to the standard and limitation and the weakness of the things of the natural then I'll become subject and conform to what is going on there. See Jesus was on a royal diplomatic assignment in the earth. He was sent to represent the government of heaven while living in the earth. It was spoken of him at birth. It was spoken of him at birth. Turn with me. We got three more scriptures. Then we go. Turn with me. Isaiah 9. Isaiah 9. Isaiah 9, verse 6. Get that, let me hear you say I got. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Jesus was sent here on a royal diplomatic assignment. Amen. He was never moved by what went on in the natural. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Look what it says. It's the Christmas scripture. Amen. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government, you see, shall be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Look at that. He's coming representing a government. We see that. But see, in Christmas, they so much tell us that a child is coming and a child be born that we were so caught up in who was coming, we didn't, we didn't see what he came with and who he came to represent. Amen. Look at says He said that, and a government will be upon his shoulder, and his name should be wonderful. 
Cosmos, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Wait, this is a child. He coming with a government. Amen. But it also said that he'll be a direct reflection of the one that sent him to come. Because look what it says his name will be. Wonderful. Counselor. The mighty God. Wait. God in heaven. What are you doing coming somewhere? So this child going to reflect the exact thing of the one that sent him? He's an ambassador. It was spoken of him even before he came. Look at it. It said his name. He should be identified as the same thing his, his, his father is identified. And he will be representing him. So when you see him, it's just like seeing the father. Say his name should be wonderful. Come. The mighty God. The everlasting father. But wait. This is the child. How his name going to be the everlasting father? He's representing the Father. So when you see him, it's like seeing the Father. Amen. See, when, when you show up to a place, it should be like Jesus showing up and all the heavens showing up with you when you show up. You're supposed to show up in the place if that's the issue, I'm the solution. If that's sickness, I'm, I'm, I'm the cure. Yes. If that's the devil, he better come. Yes. If that's death in the vicinity, I come with life. You're sent to represent a whole nother government that's not of this realm. The unseen is your reality. Yeah. Look what it says in verse 7. It says, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment, with justice from his forth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. It says, of establish it with judgment and with justice. Amen. Now turn over to Isaiah 11. Show you something. That Jesus was on an unseen mission with an unseen reality to bring an unseen government and kingdom to be established in the earth and he would be in the identity of the unseen one that sent him. He would be a direct reflection of him as his ambassador in the earth. Isaiah 11. And one. You there? Look what it says. And there shall come forth, speaking of Jesus, a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a breath shall grow out of his roots. And look what it says. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel. Remember they call him the wonderful counsel? And the might, and the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. But verse 3 is what I'm getting at. It says, and shall Make him a quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. Look what the other part of the scripture said. And he should not judge after the sight of his neither approve after the hearing of his ears. See what he see and what he hear won't move him because he's so focused on the unseen reality of the one who sent him. He won't operate from the natural. He will operate from the unseen realm while he do righteous things in the seen realm representing the government of the unseen on the scene. Amen. He won't function according to his senses. He won't function according to what he sees. He won't function according to what he hears. That's how the world functions. 
Let them see something wrong or see something or hear something bad. They'll stop fooling with you. Girl, I heard. You know, I saw him coming out the store. So. They are paying judgment on you by what they see and what they hear. But they say here, we sending one from an unseen realm who will not operate like that, but he's representing something that's never been seen here yet. Amen. Amen. Jesus always functioned from the unseen reality. He was on a diplomatic royal assignment for his father here in the earth. Amen. My last scripture, I got to prove this to you. This is one of the most amazing passages of scripture that proves Jesus lived from an unseen reality. Amen. Turn with me to John 18. John 18. John 18. Verse 33. Now this is when Jesus is about to die. And he's taken on the pilot. Pretty much to get him sentenced. Uh, uh, yeah, get him convicted, I guess. Amen. Amen. Look what the scripture says. He said, Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again. And called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said unto him, Said thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Verse 35, Pilate asked him, I Jew, thy own nation and chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered and said, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom was this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Then Pilate said, therefore said unto him, Are thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou said that I am a king. To this end was I born. For this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Verse 38. Pilate said to him, what is true? Y'all see what just happened? Jesus never operated from the scene reality. Now, this is the thing. Now, let me teach this, Lord, Lord, Holy Spirit. Teach it. It said Pilate entered into the, the judgment hall and asked Jesus, was he a king? Right? Jesus said, You said this of yourself, or did others tell you this? See, Jesus didn't care, or, or, or should I say, he didn't let, did not let others identify him. He didn't let what the world say tell him who he was. He didn't let what the world say give him his identity. He didn't let what the natural say given his purpose. He didn't let what the natural was lead him. Even though he was a king, he didn't let the natural define him as that. 
He understood that the natural world could not define him because he was here on a mission of heaven, an unseen mission. Amen. So anything on the scene couldn't identify or tell him who he was or what he came to do. Amen. Go on, look what he said. Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thy own nation, the chief priests, have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered and said, My kingdom is not of this world. I'm a king, but the king that I am, not like the king you see here in the world. He said, Because if I was a king like the king y'all normally see in the world, my servant would be fighting that I should not be delivered unto the Jews, but my kingdom is not from here. See, if I told you who I was, you wouldn't understand it because your version of king is only the world's version of it. And you can't identify me with that because I don't operate like that. Amen. Amen. He said, because if he was, his servant would be fighting. Remember, when Jesus was in the garden and he submitted himself to, 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 to the will of his father, he wanted to let, take the father to take the cup from him. But he said, but let it be your will taken. And right after that point when he submitted to the Father's will, because that was the reason he was sent. Then after that moment, they came to capture him. And Peter jumped up with the sword and cut the man in. Jesus looked at Peter and said, no, no, I am a king, but we don't operate like that. But Peter knew that if this is my king, if somebody comes to get him from the natural in the world, we fight, we go down behind him. Jesus knew from the king where I'm from, I'm sitting in the will of the one that I was sent to do, and the word that I was sent to speak, and the reason why I was struggling with this thing in the garden, why I was sweating and crying, and my tears and my sweat were looking like drops of blood, was because I not to operate like they operate. Peter, you're going to thank me for this later, but don't cut the man here off. Let me put it back on, Peter. Because you lose the killing and dying for the king. Because that's how kingdoms operate in the natural. Because that's the version of the Roman kingdom did when they was in the natural. And how their kingdom functioned. But this kingdom here, this one here going to come and die for you. So you could be like he is and operate in this unseen reality, in this same place. You got to see But see, you can't get conformed to letting the world identify you because you will begin to act like that. Amen. And look what Jesus told him. Jesus said, Thou says I'm a king. To this end I was born. That's what I came to do. And for this cause I came into the world. That I should bear witness of the truth. And everyone that is, he said, and everyone that is of the truth hear it, my voice. Pilate turned around and said, What is truth? Jesus said, Scripture, I'm the way, the truth. In the life. No man coming to the Father except by me. Amen. Jesus said in another scripture over in John, he said, Thy word is true. Amen. Pilate had no understanding of the word. He had no understanding of Jesus. He could not understand Jesus. So he wouldn't understand the type of government of kingdom Jesus came to represent. He said, Your knowledge comes from a natural perspective. I can't let you tell me who I am. Even when I tell you who I am, you ain't going to understand. You did it from a natural perspective. I operate from an unseen perspective. I am an ambassador of my Father, of God, in the earth, putting the territory of, of, of the government of heaven here, on this planet, in this realm. If I told you, you'll never understand. Just like over in John, when the man, he told the man he had to be born again, the man said, can I go back in my mother's womb and come out again? 
In fact, how can you, how can you understand? I can't, I can't explain to you. You, you understand the next thing. We're talking spiritual things. You'll never get this. You never get this. Here. See, that's the thing. We have to begin to live from the uh, 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 area that's outside of our normal understanding. What the word says over in Proverbs: Trust in the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and lean not to thy own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge Him, and He should direct thy paths. God is telling: Get rid of your natural understanding. Trust in Me. Be, let the unseen be your reality. I want to say this statement and I'm going to close out. John 17 ties you into being, John, the whole chapter of John 17 ties you into being an ambassador in Christ. And 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 conforms it directly. 5, 20 through 21. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 20 through 21 confirms it directly. The same way Jesus represented God in the unseen room in the room is the same way you can represent Jesus in the unseen kingdom of God. You're on a a diplomatic, royal diplomatic assignment for your King Jesus here in the earth. The seen room is not your reality. You are a product of the unseen. Amen? Amen. Amen. Give God a hand for that word. Amen.